The Apple Sox bounce back from a tough loss on Tuesday night to defeat the Yakima Valley Pippins 8-3 on Wednesday at Yakima County Stadium. Wenatchee did not score first and trailed 2-0 going into the fifth inning. They had not gotten much going with the bats, only two hits through the first four innings, but boy would they get the bats heated up in the fifth. Two runs scoring in that frame thanks to two errors from the Pippins. The first one coming across on the second hit of the night from Joichiro Oyama, which would give him his 20th multi-hit game of the summer. The 1-1, swung on and poked over the head of Cabalas into left center field. This will easily score Kramer. Oyama is off and running, and he will be gunned down at second base. Trying to stretch that single into a double. Thrown out, but he drives in a run, scoring Kramer. Stransky goes from first to third. One down in the inning, an RBI single for Oyama. Xander Orohudo stepped up to the plate after that with a chance to tie the game. He has been red hot as of late. And he continued, it wouldn't be a base hit, but he would still reach with a hot shot to the left side. Here's the ball, a hot shot toward third, through the legs of Cobb into left field. In the score comes Stransky. Orohudos has tied the ball game up. A hot shot that Cobb could not handle, and it's now a 2-2 two two ball game here in the top of the fifth inning. That would tie the ball game up, Wenatchee scoring twice in that frame, and then they poured it on late. Four runs in the seventh inning with ten men coming to the plate. Four runs on just two hits in the frame. As with the bases loaded, again, it was Orohudos coming up to the plate, and he would deliver once again. Southpaw fires. Orohudos smokes this one into left field. It gets down for a base hit. Kramer comes around to score. Stransky will be held at third, but the Apple Sox have the lead. The X-Man, Xander Orohudos, with a go-ahead RBI single. It's now 3-2 Apple Sox here in the seventh inning. His second hit of the night, it was an RBI single for the X-Man to drive in the first run of the frame, and the Apple Sox wouldn't be finished. C.J. Horn would hit a ball toward third that was flipped home in an attempt to retire Justin Stransky, but a throwing error on the third baseman Owen Cobb for his second error of the night would score a run. A wild pitch would later plate Joichiro Oyama, and then Steven Meyer, pinch hitting, drew a walk with the bases loaded to score the final run of the four-run frame. In the eighth inning, after one run was given up in the seventh, the Apple Sox added some insurance, two runs across on four hits, as they sent nine men to the plate in that frame and had a big inning overall. Joichiro Oyama picked up his third hit of the night to get it started, stole second for his 48th stolen base of the summer, bigger part, 38th stolen base of the summer, nearing that record of 41, and he would go to third on a throwing error, First error of that inning and fifth and final of the ball game for the Pippins. And then he would score on an RBI single two batters later by C.J. Horn. Two down in the top of the eighth inning. Apple Sox lead 6-3. The pitch is swung on and punched in the left field over the head of Cabalas. It's an RBI single for Horn as Oyama comes in to score for the second time tonight. Give him 59 runs scored this summer and give Horn his 20th RBI of the year. It's 7-3 Wenatchee here in the eighth inning. Horn's single came with two outs, but the inning would continue as the Apple Sox would end up loading up the bases and Steven Meyer for the second time in his many innings would drive in another run. Two outs, bases full. The 1-2 swung on and chopped over toward the hole. Second base side, Meyer's got speed, and he will beat it out. It's an infield single to plate another run. Horn in to score on the great speed from Meyer. An infield chopper to the right side. Marenko could not get it to first in time. Another run scores for Wenatchee. 
He picked up an infield single with his speed on a ground ball to the right side, driving in a run, and that was all the Apple Sox would need. Jack DiDonato loaded up the bases in the eighth inning but struck out a pair and then was brilliant in the ninth inning with another strikeout and then ended it with a 1-2-3 inning. DiDonato, five innings in relief, just one run allowed. It was a solo home run on four hits. He did walk four but struck out three in his finest outing of the summer. The 2-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. His third punch out of the ball game. Reed is upset and DiDonato is fired up. All three of his strikeouts have come in the last two innings and he is one out away from giving the Apple Sox a win tonight. Corvallis a 5-4 win over Bend. 16 game winning streak now as this is a hot shot hit over to second right at Oyama and that will do it. The Apple Sox defeat the Yakima Valley Pippins 8-3. They break a 2-2 tie by scoring four runs in the seventh and add two more in the eighth as Jack DiDonato only allows one run over the final five innings and the Apple Sox even up this crucial midweek series with a big win on Wednesday night. What a great win for the Apple Sox as they bounce back from a tough defeat last night and they have a chance to battle tomorrow in the rubber match, a game that means so much between these two squads. It will take place on Wednesday night, I beg your pardon, Thursday night at 6.35 p.m. The Apple Sox pick up an 8-3 victory over the Yakima Valley Pippins. I'm Joel Norman, and this is the postgame show. A great bounce-back win for the Apple Sox on Wednesday night, defeating the Pippins in a game that was much different from the night before. And it was the type of game, though, even as the Apple Sox scored four runs in the top of the seventh inning, it sure didn't feel like that lead was safe. But a big reason why was because of a great effort from Jack DiDonato, who joins us now here on the postgame show after he tossed five innings in relief and a brilliant effort here from him in his longest outing of the summer. Jack, let's talk about that. You were fantastic tonight. You came on. The first two pitchers before you had only tossed two innings apiece. Wasn't sure if it was going to be similar for you. Yep. Was there a plan that you were told ahead of time? Was it just go get some outs here, or is it you know take us home if you can? You know, I think the plan was just get as many outs as possible and throw as few pitches as possible and just get outs and keep us in the game and stuff like that. So that was what I was thinking, and wasn't thinking I got one inning, two innings, anything like that, but just thinking stay out there as long as I can and help my team win. You've gotten better with every outing this summer, and you were battling a little bit earlier yep. in the summer. What has changed for you recently? You look like a different pitcher these last two games. Yeah, I've had a rough start to the summer for sure. Uh, command was an issue. Um, and so just been working on trusting my pitches and I, I would say just snowballing everything. So taking the positives from every outing um, and, you know, string together a couple good outings and then you start feeling more and more confident and more and more like yourself. And then uh, today I felt like it all clicked pretty well and had a couple walks but still battled through it and, and fought. So I was happy with that. I wasn't on this past road trip as we're chatting with Jack DiDonato after the Apple Sox 8-3 victory over the Yankee Valley Pippins. I wasn't on the road trip, Jack, but I was told that Jake Putnam is the one to credit for fixing you. He's, yeah. He apparently had some words for you. What were some of the things he told you to maybe help you out? Well, you know, um, just like we said, trusting myself. You know, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I'm never going up there thinking I'm going to get hit or anything like that. But, you know, got to trust my stuff and be able to have confidence in pounding the zone. Uh, we changed a little bit of mechanics. Um, usually have a really high leg lift and worked on shortening that, getting down the mound as quick as I can and just straight to the plate so it keeps everything in line. Uh, so I think that's helped a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and just confidence and quick pace, just getting back up there. If you miss a pitch, just get back on the rubber and 
Next pitch. You did work really fast. You missed yep. the ball. We could see from your body language you didn't yep. want it, but yep. you only seemed to work quicker if there was a ball. And it felt like you got stronger as this game went along. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would just I would say when it clicked was that double. Um, I think it was in the third inning of work or fourth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that double into, into right. After that, I was just kind of like, you know what, i got to keep going, and uh, I'm not going to come out of this game right now. And I would say the stuff ticked up a little bit uh, and just started throwing the ball with more comfort, and we are going right after him. After that double that you mentioned, you retired six of the final seven hitters that you faced, three of them with strikeouts. What was really clicking for you with those punch-outs? I think it was a lot of timing. Uh, ball was coming out a lot easier, uh, and it was coming out more consistently, uh, missing up in the zone the first couple innings. And after that double, everything was kind of on the same plane, uh, missing more in and out, stuff like that. So I think that helped a lot. Heck of an outing from you, Jack. This was so fun to watch. It's been so fun to watch you improve because you see guys sometimes come into the summer, they struggle, and unfortunately that tends to be the theme. Love that you've gotten better with each outing. Great effort here tonight. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Joichiro Oyama joins us after just another night at the office for Joe as he picked up three more hits in this one. And, Joe, in this game you picked up a total of those three hits for your – you were one away from another four-hit effort. But either way, it's been a great start to the series for you. Uh, what was going well for you with the plate? You, you're going up against lefties, and my gosh, you hit lefties so well this summer in general. You entered tonight hitting 452 against left-handed pitching. That was through 42 at-bats. Then you picked up three more tonight. Do you change your approach against left-handed pitching? Not really. I just, you know, I don't really care whether it, they're like lefty or righty. I just, I mean, we've been doing really good recently as a team. So I'm just, so I'm, uh, I'm a leadoff, so I'm just, trying to get on the base and then get something up, you know, by, you know, being aggressive. And then, you know, we got a lot of great, like, hitters behind me, so I'm just going to, you know, trust myself and then stick to my approach, yeah. It seems like nothing has really changed with you, no (laughs) matter what. You've been a guy who's played every single game. This was game number 50 tonight. I mentioned it to you before you came on. This was your 20th multi-hit game. You've batted leadoff in all but one game. You've kind of been setting the table all summer long. Do you feel any need to act as a leader down the stretch here as a lot of guys have joined this team who are new players by any, any chance? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but, like, you know, like, I'm just going to, you know, keep playing hard and then, I mean, I'm not a guy, so I'm just playing hard and then just trying to win. Yeah. Just keeping it simple. Yeah. Right? It's same thing, it seems like. We yeah. were talking about a moment ago as Joey Chiro Oyama joins us after the Apple Sox 8-3 win over the Yakima Valley Pippins. We were scoreboard watching a little bit. Edmonton fell to Port Angeles 5-3 tonight. Kamloops currently leading Kelowna 5-4. Victoria ahead of Bellingham 9-5. That game in the top of the ninth. Victoria entered the ninth. Half a game back of you guys for first place. A win right now keeps you in first place. But, uh, Joe, what would it mean to have home field advantage in the postseason? You're a guy who's been here from the start, going to be here till the end. How much would that mean to have a couple of games at home in the first I mean, round? That would be, that'd be awesome if we host playoff at the home because we want to play, you know, in front of our fans and, you know, just we just want to have fun with, you know, our fans and the, as, as a team. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. What does it mean – picking up this win here tonight after how last night went. That was a frustrating game for you guys. You did just about everything you had to do to win, but didn't do it, but now you bounce back. Tonight. I mean, it was kind of tough, but like we kind of flashed it last night, so I'm so glad we won today, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joe, thanks for joining us here. Go get some more hits tomorrow. Yep. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by the head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington. 
As we continue our coverage here on the Apple Sox Radio Network. And Mitch, a nice win for you guys here tonight after an emotional game last night. Things really opened up for you in those middle innings. What was the key to the offensive surge late in this ball game? You know, I honestly just guys staying in their approach. Um, we had some really quality at bats strung together. The one inning where we got the bases loaded there, Corey Jarrell uh, strung together a nice AB. Um, Steve Meyer, man, hitting the ball the second kid can absolutely fly. Beats that out, um, and, and that scores a run. So uh, just quality at bats. Guys grinding at bats all night. CJ Horn down to two strikes finds a way to hit one to the left. Uh, you know, a little jam shot that gets down scores a run. So. Um, just the two-strike approach tonight I thought was incredible out of our guys, just their, their willingness to fight and battle and, and just put a ball in play. It felt like there was no point in this game. Once we got through that fifth inning and the Apple Sox scored twice, it felt like you guys were in a spot where, okay, we kind of have our feet under us now. It was a matter of kind of cracking mm -hmm. the starting pitcher. You only saw right-handed pitching last night. Now you only see a lefty here tonight. Were there some challenges early on, you think, with Groat Hughes and kind of figuring him out? Yeah, he, um, you know, he's not a high velo guy, uh, UCLA commit, uh, but man, he puts stuff on spots and everything he throws moves. Um, ton of run, a uh, bunch of horizontal break on his breaking pitches, um, and, and just a, a weird arm slot for a lefty. So just, just a tough guy to kind of get on time with. Um, and uh, he, he threw well. He had, he had our guys off balance and uh, had a swing and a missing and a lot of good pitches. This was the type of the game. We're joined by Mitch Darlington after the Apple Sox 8-3 win over the Yakima Valley Pippins. This was the type of the game where you kind of patchwork things together with the pitching staff. You had a plan yesterday, and obviously the game just didn't quite go the way you wanted. Tonight, it mm -hmm. was a matter of how's this guy on the mound really going. And I thought it really started with a, a Connor Ashworth. He got through the first, tough second inning. But R.J. Watson, obviously, I thought impressed. He pitched in and out of trouble a little bit in two innings, three strikeouts. But then the man of the night, Jack DiDonato five innings. I said it to him when he was on a moment ago. This is a different pitcher. It changed yeah. Saturday. I wasn't there to see it, but I've heard everything since then. He's a different pitcher. He told me about some of the changes he's made. What do you think are some things that you've noticed that he's changed, and what have you told him that you think that has led to some success the last two outings? Honestly, uh, you know, he, he's been working with other pitchers as well. Uh, I'll give a lot of credit to Jake Putnam, another guy on our pitching staff. Um, has been working with him on just his tempo, um, getting the ball going quick, speeding up the body. Um, I thought early on in the season when he struggled, he, he was just he was catching the ball off the mound. Things were it was just a slow pace of play. Uh, right now he's in a groove. He's just catching the ball and going to work. Um, and you know mentally he's in a, just a much better spot. Kid is confident right now um, and just hanging zero after zero. So uh, we're excited where Jack's at, man. He he's going to be a huge part of our team. Uh, going forward and you know just like tonight uh, came in there I can't remember if it was five innings or six but five uh, five innings of just quality pitching uh, on a night that we had to have it man tonight another another one of those felt like a must-win game he had four walks in this game which have been an issue for him at times this summer but really the only real mistake was the home run hit to dead center mm. other than that he buckled down and I felt like he got better as the game went along did he feel like it was just kind of adrenaline taking over late yeah, he uh, you know he came in uh, after the seventh inning, kind of asked him how he felt. Said he felt great, uh, but 
he, he was already thinking about when he gets to pitch next. He was thinking, man, what's my pitch count? Can I throw against Walla Walla? And I said, Jack, we are not worried about Walla Walla right now. You're you're cruising right here. And uh, so he wanted the ball. He 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 wanted to go finish it. So we uh, we let him have it. That was an absolute gem from him in relief and at the plate. I, it's hard to pick a it's hard to pick one player in particular. Oyama three hits again. I mean, I said it to him. It's just another day at the office for Joe. Yeah, fifty games played, twenty multi-hit games. Tell me why he isn't the MVP of this league right now. He he has to be the league MVP. Um, I mean, you just look at some of the records he's breaking. Um, you know, the, the stolen creeping in now. I think he got another stolen bag tonight. Creeping in on taking that one. Already broke the runs record for the season. Um, you know, one away from tying the triples record in this league, um, and and breaking all sorts of different Apple Sox records. Um, kid's a phenomenal player. Let alone, you know, not even talking about defensively. Kid's just a lockdown defender. Um, and so he flat out, he's got to be a West Coast League MVP in my opinion. I've been so impressed with him. I was so impressed with the effort here tonight. There was probably plenty of reason to be feeling down after last night's game, but uh, I love the response of this group. Was there anyone in particular? Was there some sort of moment today where the team kind of came together and realized we got to put that behind us and win tonight? You know, honestly, I think some of the guys, we we dug deep into our bench today. Um and, you know, just talking about last night again, you know, uh, that, that was my message after the game today was I, th- I'm so proud of this team. Uh, it, it'd be really easy after a, a loss like last night when you blow a lead like that to come out here and just roll over and, and you know, and, and throw away the season. But these guys dug deep, fought, and pulled this thing out. Um, you know, some stars, some hidden gems. You know, Steve Meyer coming off the bench. Uh, Corey Gerald coming off the bench, playing a little first base. He hasn't been out there in a while. Um so a couple guys right there fresh off the bench. Justin Stransky behind the dish. Uh, I thought he had a great night defensively, uh, really just really well behind the dish. Jack Dinonato, you know, throws that breaking pitch a lot. A lot of times spikes that thing in the dirt, and Stransky, uh, Stransky uh, worked his butt off back there to keep that in front of him. He did a fantastic job with him behind the plate. I was so impressed with the work he did defensively. You had told me a little bit about that, saying that this was a guy you trusted defensively as well. And, Great effort by him. And, Mitch, as we do some scoreboard watching here, looking at some of the action across the West Coast League, Port Angeles defeated Edmonton, so the Apple Sox, with the win, are now 13-10, and and the Riverhawks 12-11. and Either way, the Apple Sox have the tiebreaker over them. However, the Victoria Harbor Cats, as this currently stands, lead 11-5 to of the Bellingham Bells at the time of our discussion in the bottom of the ninth inning. So Victoria, with the win, will move to half a game back. You guys are in a spot where... And, by the way, Kamloops has defeated Kelowna. So, Kelowna is really in a tough spot. They are nearing almost being eliminated from the postseason. Kamloops has beaten them three days in a row. You guys are in a spot where you hold tiebreakers over Victoria, Edmonton, and Kamloops. How much? How important is that, and how much are you scoreboard watching down the stretch here as we inch closer to potentially clinching a postseason berth? Yeah, we. you know, I, I do enjoy checking in on the scores, just seeing kind of where we line up. Um but it, it's just more important for us to take it day by day right now. Every win, um, every win feels so crucial right now. Um, so just taking it one day at a time, trying to get a W, and 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 trying to win this series tomorrow before we head back home for for the last three at Paul Thomas to to find a way to see if we can get into postseason play. Big game coming tomorrow. Last thing I'll ask you: What needs to be done to win that game? Because it's a rubber match, and recently rubber matches have been issued. You guys have lost four straight of those. What needs to be done tomorrow to get the win? 
Yeah, uh, a good pitching performance. We're going to need the same thing. We're going to need guys that come out and just compete on the mound, uh, fill up the zone, limit walks, and um, you know, team at bats, team friendly at bats, just like tonight. Guys who find a way with two strikes to put a ball in play, um, put all selfishness aside, and, and and try to do it for the team and and find ways to scratch out runs. Mitch, let's uh, do it again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us here after this win. Absolutely. Thanks, Joel. Prior to Wednesday night's game, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox utility man Cole Kramer. Give a listen. Time to chat with one of the newcomers with the Apple Sox, Cole Kramer, infielder who we've seen a lot at third base. And Cole, you've been swinging a solid bat since you got here, and it kind of continued last night. Three runs driven in for you. I thought the most impressive one for me was your bases loaded, two RBI single. That was first pitch swinging. Did you kind of come up to the plate knowing bases loaded here? First pitch I see is probably going to be something good to hit. Yeah, uh, I was talking with the coaches all day um, about – uh, the pitcher, dude, loved his off speed and uh, just having a plan up at the plate. Um, thinking more middle, um, kind of staying back uh, in my legs, and I just found, found a good pitch early and um, got, to, got to deliver, score some runs. Yeah, it worked out really well, and you got another hit later as well. Like I said, it seems really comfortable. Do you think that's part of already kind of coming from one season into another? You played a little bit of summer ball with the Everett Merchants. It doesn't seem like you're coming in cold at all. It feels like you're pretty much just kind of continuing where you left off. Yeah, uh, just coming in. Um, Already playing 30, 35 games. Uh, it's, it almost feels like you're midseason right now. Uh, swing, uh, it feels there. I um, feel like I'm ready. Um, been playing in the heat uh, last couple <laughs> weeks and um, just, uh, just being ready the entire time. What's that like jumping from the Pacific International League to the West Coast League? What kind of differences have you noticed between the two leagues so far? Um, I just say energy. I mean, these games, uh, especially they mean, they, uh, both leagues mean a lot. Um, I love uh, they have a merchants, um, played their last two seasons. Uh, uh, but just, just being out here, um, I, I just say, I just say that mostly just energy, just the environment's a little different. Um, it feels, I mean, taking every game like it's the world series. Absolutely. We're chatting with Cole Kramer, Apple Sox infielder. And speaking of similar to the championship level, you won a championship at the NWAC level this past year with Lynn Benton. How exciting was that? That had to be such a cool moment for you and Lynn Benton, that program. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I think it was 31 years since we'd done it. And, um, I mean, great group of guys. Uh, we had all the materials that were needed. Um, we worked from winter to spring. Like, we, we did not we did not give up at one point. It was gas pedal the entire way. Um, and we knew, we knew, we ha- we, knew we, had a, we had it in us. Um, it was just believing in it, um, putting in the work, and uh, delivering when we needed to. After winning one in the spring, now joining, I guess, technically your third different team of the year, but you come into the Apple Sox, they're in the middle of a playoff race. How much have, with already w- winning a championship this year, does that fire you up to win another one, even if it is at a different level? Let's do it. Uh, I'm excited, especially coming in. Um, and I heard these guys, uh, they're we're real good around here. And uh, just knowing that we get an opportunity to make the playoffs um, and to go play, to go win another championship, fires us all up. We're, we're ready. We want to win it. Um, we got the guys. We got the tools. Yeah. Um, and we're bringing the energy. We're ready for it. That's what I've loved. I think all these new guys, you and a couple of others, you guys are all fired up to be here, and that's been such a fun part about it. What's been your favorite part about this team? You, know, you jump in, people are still trying to learn you, your name probably throughout it, but what's been your favorite part of being with the Apple Sox so far? Oh, it's got to be the teammates. Uh, I love these guys. Um, they pick you up when you're down, and uh, when you're up, they celebrate you. I mean, it's they're, they're here for everyone, and I'm trying to be there for every single one of them as well. But um, just the environment, being around these guys, I mean, it's a great time. Awesome. Well, Cole, thanks for joining us. Go get some more hits tonight. Perfect. Thank you so much. 
That'll do it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. What actually looks to take the rubber match against the Pippins when they face them at 7.05 p.m. on Thursday night. I'm Joel Norman, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you do not already. First pitch between Wenatchee and Yakima Valley is at 7.05 p.m. on Thursday night, and you can tune in at kcsyfm.com. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Wenatchee Apple Sox Podcast.